first in our Bill of Rights is the freedom to hear uncensored ideas and opinions, to think your own thoughts, and to say what's on your mind. We couldn't have liberty without it. Now, more than ever, it's good to spout off, to listen, debate, and participate. Here's your host of Spouting Off, commentator, columnist, and all-around rabble-rouser, Karen Cataline. After Thanksgiving, Karen Cataline on our flagship station, our flagship show of spouting off. And yes, it's good to spout off because you're not censoring yourself. Yes, it's good to be diplomatic sometimes. I don't mean that. I just mean we're living in a time when uh, certain people's opinions are being censored. Certain people are being told to sit down and shut up and take it. We don't care what you think. And other people are telling (laughs) us all uh, what we are supposed to think. So that's why uh, the exercise of our First Amendment rights is so darned important. So I hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Uh, We are taping this on the day after Thanksgiving, otherwise known as Black Friday. Is that racist to say? I don't think so. Black Friday, as you well know, means businesses are in the black because people shop the day after Thanksgiving. They start their Christmas shopping. It's a shame that I've got to explain that to people. But today we're living in a time when everything the left decides needs to be erased can be erased easily by calling it racist. Notice it's kind of a reverse there. Um, uh, so it is Black Friday. I stay away from the stores as much as possible. Um, I don't want to be in a stampede for a pair of underwear. Do you? I don't think I do. Uh, well, okay. And the other thing, which I've been pushing for a while, and just because it's Black Friday doesn't mean it isn't Cash Friday. Let me tell you that about that in just a minute. If you haven't heard, by the way, If you are listening live, we have a whole hour where we can take your calls. Uh, We don't always get calls, but this is live talk radio. It's taped live. And then, of course, some of you listen to the podcast after the fact. I post them on my website. But if you're listening on a Friday and you're not at the store shopping uh, at at, uh, 2 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Central, and on and on it goes. Uh, 12 noon Mountain Time, the time zone I used to be in. You can call 1-888-627-6008 is our number, and you can chime in. We have an in-studio guest who I will tell you about a little later in the program. But back to Fridays, Fridays, Cash Friday. I'm jazzed about this idea of instituting wherever you wish, wherever you like, pass it along, Cash Friday. Friday's a great day to pay cash. You can even sometimes pay cash online, although it's a little bit harder. When I was doing shows for the Power Hour Radio Network, they could take cash in an unusual way. Why is it so important? To, to do Cash Friday. And, you know, you could do Cash Tuesdays, Cash Thursdays. I don't care. But institute 
the use of cash. Why? Because the global elite have put us on notice, oh, about so many things have they put us on notice. One of them is they want a cashless society. Why should they care? Why should they care about a cashless society? Because when you digitize your payments, there's a record. There's a record where you were, what you spent, what you spent money on. They can track you. Now, it's no longer a conspiracy theory that the globalist communist elites want to monitor, control, and manipulate you and where you go, what you do. They want to tell you how many miles you can drive on your car. They want to tell you if you can have a car. They want to dictate your life because, well, they're God in their universe and they want to be God in yours. Uh, someone call and change my mind. 888 <laughs> So the use of cash, which was here long before MasterCard, Visa, and Discover, does not allow them to track your every purchase. It also substantiates the need or, you know, that whole thing, use it or lose it. Well, use cash more and more, circulate that cash in the economy, and uh, it is nobody's business what you buy, when you buy it. If you're buying it legally, the government doesn't have a right to know your every purchase. But oddly enough, ladies and gentlemen, they want to. Now, I could go down the primrose path of asking you, why do they want to? Why do they want to have so much control over our everyday lives? I have never been a conspiracy theorist, you know. But it is interesting how a lot of the old conspiracies, I don't know, six months ago, the left always calls it a conspiracy theory if they want to uh, make you not think about it anymore, not ask questions about it anymore. Many of those are coming true. Things like, was the FBI involved or provoking opening the door to the Capitol so that Peaceful protesters, not mostly peaceful protesters who burned down Wendy's, but peaceful protesters who thought that, that the Congress was the people's building, the people's house, that in which elected officials uh, inhabit and uh, officials that we sent to Congress to represent us. We thought that was something we could we could go visit. It's always been open to the public. Now suddenly there are gates and uh, barbed wire and everything else and all of that. So did the FBI uh, infiltrate and perpetuate the so-called insurrection? No, we're not going to go down that prim primrose path either. But it's interesting that we have a list of subjects that the same left wants us not to talk about. That should be incredibly enlightening. <laughs> They're not telling us that we can't talk about soccer or <laughs> women's sports or God knows what else. They, we know what they don't want us to talk about, and what they don't want us to ask questions about. I submit to you, ladies and gentlemen, those are the things 
that threaten their power, that threaten their desire for control over the public narrative. The reason that's so important, and I know you know this, is that the free association of ideas, the exercise of not only the letter of the law of our First Amendment rights, and as you know, there's five pillars of the First Amendment. One is the free exercise of religion and free speech is the second one. Uh, if if uh, we lose that, sorry, but we lose everything. If it is no longer acceptable to question our government, to redress our government for grievances and, and the other pillars of the First Amendment, having a free press, uh, then we don't have America anymore. So these subjects are deadly serious, particularly on Thanksgiving. I mean, Thanksgiving is the quintessential American holiday. Other countries don't have it. Yes, Americans celebrate Christmas, and so do we in this country. But, oh my, the Independence, the 4th of July, and Thanksgiving, it's not surprising that those are the holidays that the left hates and despises so much. Because, you know, they've, they've told us flat out, I don't mean every single leftist, but many on the bandwagon have told us that they don't like America. They hate America. And uh, they don't want America to be what it was before. So uh, here we are on the day after Thanksgiving. And all of a sudden, while you were eating your Thanksgiving turkey, we have something called a new variant. No, it's not a new variant, N-E-W. It's the Greek letter new, you know, like mu, new, epsilon, the new variant. Isn't that precious? Is that precious? We have a new variant just in time for the holidays. Uh, I was reading in my Liberty Daily, and it's one of my go-to publications, the Liberty Daily. Uh, the new variant, quote-unquote, is pandemic panic theater on steroids. Here's what you need to know. That's the Liberty Daily. Now, they, they start it with a disclaimer about how, well, maybe it's really terribly, terribly serious, but they don't have a real good track record of telling us the truth. <laughs> Boy, is that an understatement. Uh, the writer in this particular piece asks the question, uh, is the new variant, <laughs> the new variant, uh, a real killer? And he says, I don't know, but I know the fears surrounding the Delta variant, as well as the initial fears surrounding COVID-19 itself, were extremely overblown. Yes, the disease seems to put the elderly at risk, though some say it's just old age and pre-existing conditions inflating their mortality rates. But we have proven time and again that COVID-19 is not a major risk for people under the age of 50 and barely registers as a risk at all for children. So I would ask you, and that's quoting the article, I don't like to read too much of any article, the question remains again and again, why are they behaving differently about a virus than they ever have before? Why has the government insisted on perpetuating fear 
about this virus and its many variants, some, some people say that the vaxxed population are assisting in the mutations of this virus. Others say, well, but if we don't have a test for the Delta variant, we don't have a test for the new variant, the Mu variant, the Omega variant, which is likely to follow, how do they know? And what's the agenda behind this constant panic, fear, porn theater? Well, look at the fruits of what they've accomplished. They have been able to shut down businesses, shut down countries, and force people to do the government's bidding using the virus as the excuse. And that's not a conspiracy theory either because we've heard people as much as the Canadian prime minister say that this is a wonderful opportunity. So we know we've been living with this for going on two years. It was, after all, 2020. Uh, Just 2020, when we started hearing, I personally knew many people who were super sick and they got some new flu. They got over it. They moved on. And then all of a sudden, the entire country was shut down. Colorado, where I was living at the time with my dear sweet husband, was shut down as of uh, St. Patrick's Day. The shutdown lovers love to shut things down and hinder holidays. Whether it's St. Patrick's Day or God the 4th of July or tell you how to celebrate Thanksgiving, man, they know how to do it because, you know what, they don't like holidays. They don't like American holidays. I think they like May Day, which is the communist holiday. (laughs) Nevertheless, we have to take a break. And that's my spouting off rant for today. Uh, Thank you for being along with us. In honor of Thanksgiving, I have a special in-studio guest. I will share with you her and her thoughts after this. Karen Cataline, you're listening to Spouting Off here on the BBS Radio Network and the K-Star Radio Network and points all over the Internet. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to Spouting Off with Karen Cataline. Do you have a secret that's been bothering you? Have you been wondering if what you're thinking or feeling is normal? Is there someone with whom you've needed to clear the air, but you haven't been able to find the right words? Sometimes you need an objective, second opinion to help you see your problem more clearly. Ask Aunt Emma, and she'll help you move past what's getting in your way. She's a former therapist who is wise and caring, but instead of therapy, she'll give you terrific advice. It's free to ask Aunt Emma and explain your need, problem, or question. If you both agree, you pay only $1.39 a minute. It's anonymous, it's confidential, and you'll be surprised at how effective it is. You can Ask Aunt Emma by going to facebook.com forward slash Ask Aunt Emma. There, you'll find her phone number and extension number. That's facebook.com forward slash Ask Aunt Emma. Ask Aunt Emma today. And now, more Spouting Off with Karen Cataline. Welcome back to Spouting Off the Day After Thanksgiving. It's Black Friday. It's Cash Friday. It's 
Friday. And Friday means the BBS K-Star Radio Network edition of Spouting Off. I'm your host, Karen Cataline. And as long as I've been a fan of talk radio, which has been since I was 14 years old, I have always noticed that uh, some of the talk show hosts that I would listen to on the radio, you know, terrestrial radio, where you turn on your radio and there's radio. It's not internet radio, whatever it is. They'd always put on their family members during the holidays, Christmas, whatever. Uh, and I decided that since my sister-in-law came all the way from Florida to visit us, my husband and I, and celebrate Thanksgiving here in Texas... I thought I'd ask her to come on the radio and talk a little bit about what she thinks. Her name is Connie, and she is a damned bright woman. I wouldn't have married her husband if intelligence didn't run in, the, in this family. And boy, did I find out uh, this woman is nobody's fool. I mean, she's sort of smiling, going, oh, please. But you know what? She's fun to talk to, and what a blessing. We don't have those difficult Thanksgiving dinner table discussions because she's liberal. She's no liberal, but she isn't the uh, political junkie I am. And that's a blessing for me so that I don't, you know, obsess constantly about it. There, you got to take a break sometime, right? But here we are doing BBS. We're doing spouting off and her name is Connie. Welcome Connie to spouting off the day after Thanksgiving. Thank you, Karen, and thank you to everybody who's out there listening on this wonderful after Thanksgiving Friday. (laughs) I love it. It's so much fun. When you have your family over, I mean, how many times you get to have somebody on the radio with you just cause. All right. So I have to tell our listeners that you are quite an accomplished RN nurse who, so they get an idea of who you are, you know. You're an accomplished nurse who has been the director of nursing in a variety of uh, uh, skilled nursing skilled nursing facilities, and you're also a psychotherapist. And so you have some opinions uh, about everything. And uh, she's not afraid to disagree with me, and I'm not afraid to disagree with her, and I love that. She's doing her punching, you know, (laughs) because, you know, we're the side of the aisle, whatever it may be, that is not afraid of dissent. We're not afraid of discussion and we don't take it personally when somebody agrees or disagrees. So why don't we start off with this new variant, which you're hearing about and I'm hearing about. You're a nurse. I respect your opinion. What are you thinking about all this being rolled out on the day after Thanksgiving, Connie? I don't really have an opinion so much about it coming out today right after Thanksgiving, but it just that doesn't surprise me in the least that we have another variant that everybody is probably going to add another vaccine onto. And we're all going to have to get even more frightened because at least that's what if you read anything that's in the press, we are supposed to be frightened. We're supposed to be shaking in our boots, quaking in our underwear. And honestly and truly, I think all this quaking has to stop. I love that. Um, I'm sorry, you know, I'm gushing, but you know, it's, it's what a blessing to have a sister-in-law you actually like and would want to be friends with, even if you weren't married to her son, I think, I mean, son, 
brother, brother, did I say son? Oh my God, I'm not, we're not that, doing, I'm not that much older than him. We're not doing, no, you're not. We're not doing Chinatown here. <laughs> my sister, my daughter, my sister, my daughter. No, we're not doing that. Um, when we were off air talking a little bit and, you know, uh, unscripted, uh, spontaneous discussion is the best kind. That's why I love talk radio. Uh, you said something interesting, and I'd love for you to wax philosophic about it, which was, so who are the people who are fear-mongering? Who are the panic porn, uh, <laughs> three Ps, panic porn precipitators? Who are these people, and what are they doing, and why are they doing it? What do you think? Well, I think you turned this around on me because that was my question to you. Who exactly <laughs> is inciting all this fear and I think what concerns me is that would we know to be so fearful if the press, if the print media, whomever, wasn't telling us that we're supposed to be frightened? Uh, yes, this is a very deadly disease. Yes, I will tell you that when it started affecting the assisted livings and the nursing homes uh, with which I was affiliated, it was quite frightening because I saw a husband and a wife uh, within hours of one another pass away related to covid but the other thing that often concerned me is that knowing their comorbidities, did the comorbidities really cause their death? And the COVID was simply an exacerbating factor. So sometimes when I take a look at what I've seen and what I've heard and what I've experienced with this COVID, I often have to wonder, as you and I discussed, how much we've inflated the actual deaths from COVID and how much of it was really that COVID just made worse a pre-existing condition. And that is probably, given that uh, my advocacy for the elderly is quite strong, being a bit of an elder myself, um, <laughs> it's really important to me that we start Not that being, much. Oh, a little bit. I'm getting there. <laughs> but it's just important that we start being honest. And I have to wonder, where are we going to get honesty? Where from can we know we can trust the information we're getting? I am an anti-Fauci. I do not believe the stuff that's coming out of Washington. Sometimes I have to question the CDC, and heaven knows I've lost all concern for, respect for, interest in the WHO. So where is it we're supposed to be able to get the information that we need as people that are supposed to be following the science um, and, and protect ourselves, protect our children who are now under attack from the people that want us to throw masks on them and stick uh, injections in their little arms? I'm just not sure where this is going to go. Yeah. Isn't that great? She's so honest, articulate, and uh, and it's important to talk to people in the healthcare field. You've been in the healthcare field, Connie, how many years? Well, I've been in senior uh, residential health for about 30. Wow. Right. And and there are two things I want to ask you about that this before we move on, and maybe we'll just stay on this topic until after the break, because we have so many great things we could talk about. And you know, you're our house guest, so at least we get to talk the rest of the show. About but I did the dishes. I, I know. I cooked. She cleans after herself, up after herself more than I sometimes do when we were in your house, and she made the stuffing better. She made. She told me little secrets of stuffing that I did not know. Like, yes, you're supposed to put celery in stuffing, and oh, it was delicious. And onion. We will be having our leftovers later today. Uh, but I've got to ask, again, someone who's been in the healthcare profession on a high, high level for 30 years plus, 
to talk about, I mean, what did you think when you heard, because it's well known and out there, that governors like not only Andrew Cuomo, but other governors actually sent COVID positive patients into Brooklyn nursing homes. Thousands of elderly died, and yet they got them out of office because of sexual misconduct. There are other governors who did exactly the same thing. Uh, the Colorado governor did. Uh, your thoughts on this, given your ethics and integrity in the healthcare profession? I have to first put out there that probably I am a great fan of Janice Dean from Fox News. Uh, Janice Dean was one of the first people um, that got up and despite all the threats and all that she went through, uh, the naysayers, uh, the people that were throwing insults at her right and left, that she got out there and she made it very clear what had happened in the nursing homes, what had happened to her in-laws, and as my opinion, as a direct result of Andrew Cuomo's basic stupidity. Um, It just breaks my heart because I know what we were going through, the things that we were putting into place to make absolutely certain that the residents in our assisted livings, in our nursing homes, would be free from any kind of risk um, as much as we were able to reduce that risk. And then this idiot goes out there and is shoving people into the most vulnerable places he can shove them, nursing homes, and nobody has gone ahead yet and put anything against him in the way of legal action um, that's really going to stick and hold. And I love Janice Dean. I pray that that woman continues with her fight because God knows somebody's going to have to start doing something. And the man, as far as the sexual uh, accusations, listen, as long as they started investigating him, that's all that matters to me. Um, And just for our listeners' sake who may not have followed the Janice Dean story, give us just a real short uh, bit of information about that specific case, because these are real lives. These are real people with real unique stories, and everybody is in these garbage pail collectivist admonishments for people who are not not admonishments, collectivist edicts who are not doctors and are doing things that are affecting our lives fundamentally, profoundly. Well, to kind of, let's back it just a little bit and say that we were told from the very beginning to follow the science. And sadly enough, what what ended up happening is Janice Dean's in-laws both died related to the COVID and related to the improper um, communing of infected persons with hopefully uninfected persons I don't really want to go into a lot of what I, I what little I know of the details, but I just wish that more people understood the severity of what Cuomo did, what many other governors did. And I will let you know that it didn't happen in Florida. And one of the reasons is that we do have a fantastic governor, Dr. Uh, Mr. DeSantis, Governor DeSantis. And um, a lot of the direction that we got in the nursing homes and assisted livings was based on science. We had fabulous leadership at our corporate office, great leadership in our individual buildings, and people that understood the reason that they needed to follow the mandates that were coming down, both from the government, um, legal, legitimate ones, science-based, 
and the ones that were coming down from the uh, leadership in our, in our buildings. It's really important that we follow what is supposed to be the right thing to do and not go ahead off half-cocked, putting a mask or six on when we're outside biking and doing some of the things that they're telling us to do. These people have gone off the deep end, and it's all control, and it's pathetic. So follow the science. Don't listen to the people that really, in all honesty, are telling you what they're telling you because they love the control that they've been able to assume since this pandemic hit. Such great. <laughs> I wish I could say I disagree with you, but I don't. And, you know, it's great because at our Thanksgiving table, we don't talk about this stuff. I'm seeing insights with, uh, you know, I'm hearing insights from Connie that I hadn't heard while we were having our Thanksgiving dinner. Um, it, it's so essential that we do connect to family. Um, you've got BLM, Antifa and all of that, that want to get rid of the nuclear family. They hate families. So, so much better and more important that we connect to family, not just at this time. I hate to, to put out a platitude, but at all times. And that means, you know, discussing things that are difficult if they are. And of course it is a specific uh, you know, di a different case for everybody, not just us. We have to take a quick break. I've got Connie for the rest of the show. I love that. And I've got her for a few more days as a house guest. So uh, as a family member, always. If you'd like to join in the conversation, 888-627-6008. I'm with my sister-in-law, sister Connie. I call her Syl, Karen Cataline. And you're listening to Spouting Off. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to Spouting Off with Karen Gadoline. Looking for even more great conservative talk radio? The K-Star Talk Radio Network is a Christian-owned, alternative, conservative news and talk radio internet broadcasting network. They have a full line of programming about spiritual, political, social, economic, financial, and health-related topics. And their goal is to encourage critical thinking about the issues of the day. The K-Star Talk Radio Network features great shows like America's First News, The Keith Hansen Show, Erskine, and Spouting Off with Karen Cataline. Check out the whole schedule at their website at kstarradionetwork.com. Time could be short for a free people to share ideas in a free society. K-Star Radio Network is fighting a spiritual war on an earthly plane. Visit them today at kstarradionetwork.com And now, more Spouting Off with Karen Cataline. Welcome back to Spouting Off. I'm your happy host. I'm calmer than normal because... Well, I had a spectacular Thanksgiving dinner yesterday. It was calm. It was sweet. There were only three people. And uh, we had been looking for the longest time, looking forward to having my husband's sister, uh, Connie, with us. We visited her many times in Florida. Kind of interesting. We represent both the two freedom-loving states right now. There are others, but very visible, um, visible freedom-loving states, Florida, 
and Texas. Uh, at the break, Connie was saying how uh, Thanksgiving, even this virulent America-hating left, boy, they want to get rid of Thanksgiving. And that animated her just a little bit. So uh, here we are doing exactly what the left doesn't want us to do, and that is to be thankful for America. Your thoughts, Connie? I love this country, and I'm not ashamed to say it. Um, It just bothers me so much that we cannot share not only a, a very profound respect for First Peoples, for the Native Americans, but also share with that a, a healthy appreciation for everything that this com- country was founded on, for the ideals that we espouse, for everything that's been accomplished and how far we've come as a country. And it just, oh, it ires me that we cannot enjoy this holiday, the appreciation of family, the thankfulness for everything that we have individually and as a country, uh, as an American people, and say that we're proud of who we are, that we're proud of everything we've accomplished, that we're proud of our flag. I don't understand how we can continue to endure having in government, in, uh, I don't know, maybe even next door, people that do not appreciate nor understand the importance of being America and being American, and the, the importance of celebrating that, teaching our children to be proud, proud of who they are as individuals, who they are as an American person, raised with the ideals and the things that make us to be proud Americans. Uh, Karen and I were talking yesterday that it just breaks our hearts to think that, that a lot of the World War II veterans, a lot of the people upon whom this country really stood upon their shoulders and espoused our gratefulness and espoused and just shared what it means to be an American. And I look at these young men and women coming back from Afghanistan and Oh, heaven, God bless them, the recent wars. And and it just breaks my heart that we don't hear them as loudly as they need to be heard. So if you have a conservative veteran running for office in your community, in your state, please make it a point to help them out and back them because they stand for the ideals that yesterday definitely celebrated. Now, back off and get off my soapbox. Oh, I love it. That's what spouting off is all about. Get on that soapbox. Baby, I love it. And this is a a woman who says she's not that into politics. (laughs) But she she stays on top of the issues without being a a political junkie. And she loves this country. And I don't think, even though I think you're an extraordinary person, Connie, I don't think you're alone in these sentiments that you expressed. I think that there is a profound love for this country across the nation and People sometimes, you know, we're always trying to take the country's temperature. How many people actually are supporting uh, Brandon in the White House? And how many people uh, are very profoundly afraid, even to the point of not sleeping at night, that America will be America for their children and their grandchildren? I think, I could be wrong, of course, there are many, many, many more people who are deeply concerned. It depends on where you are in the country. But there are there's a huge number of people. There's one thing on Facebook, 74 million Neanderthals. You know, there's a lot, a lot of people out there. But they are frozen, and there's a sense of helplessness when 
lawless lawmakers have the reins of power and you find out that they truly want to to change America from the way it was founded, that they disagree fundamentally, that they are colluding with enemies who truly want to destroy this country. I mean, do you really leave Americans high-tech weaponry in a country uh, that you've been fighting for a decade, many more than a decade, if you don't want them to win and us to lose? (laughs) Do you leave your American citizens in Afghanistan while bringing people who are unvetted to this country? And we don't fully know whether they support and love America. And yet when the communists, uh, when the, the, the freedom lovers who were finally standing up, I'm getting worked up here, Connie, finally standing up against the communist regime in Cuba after all, you live in Florida, and there are great anti-communists in, Flo- in, in Florida. And after 60-plus years of waiting for people to be able to stand up against this communist regime, what does America do after so many decades of supporting liberty around the world? They side with the communists. Oh, my God. If that is not an indicator of where we are in this country, the leadership of this country, getting back to what I was pointing out, and that is that I believe people, a huge percentage, see what's going on. Biden's poll numbers, which I don't pay a lot of attention to because the people in power seem to think that they can impose their will upon us regardless of our will, regardless of the consent of the governed. Question being, I'm going to take a kind of a different tack here, Connie, having just ranted myself for a few minutes. Uh, We both have been and are, well, been in the mental health professions. Um, I, as a social worker, you as a nurse practitioner, as a nurse uh, and a psychotherapist, there's a large number of people who aren't sleeping at night because of their fear and worry for this country. That's a righteous indignation. It's not a small little thing like I was slighted by this one or that one. It's something profoundly huge about living in the times we're living in and learning how to navigate that. Uh, If you went to a liberal psychotherapist, they'd probably put you on Haldol and tell you you're probably uh, having a... you know, uh, psychotic episodes, right? Because if you think that uh, the current president, you know, if we're already being told this happened in the old Soviet Union. If you took the wrong unpopular political idea, they'd tell you you were crazy and send you to Siberia or a mental hospital. Um, The power is being used to abuse political dissent. We never thought we'd see that in America, but we are seeing it. And yet, we're not the old Soviet Union yet. So question sister-in-law Connie. As a psychotherapist, I know you're not actively seeing patients right now, but as a person with a great deal of wisdom, what would you tell, if you could and you can here, people who are frozen and unable to, they don't feel like they can do anything but we can't give up hope. 
So what kinds of things can we do when our leadership are lawless lawmakers, and yet we know what's going on, we know what America's supposed to stand for, and we're worried? You stand with like-minded people. You find like-minded people with whom to affiliate, with whom to interact, with whom to commiserate. Um, what is happening in the White House? And I think a lot of us wonder who is actually pulling the strings on the puppet. Um, but I, you have to really wonder, are there more of me out there? And yes, there are. There are many, many of us who want to be able to see this country, and I, I apologize to those of you who may not accept this as lovingly as I mean it, but I believed in what Trump accomplished. I believe in what Trump stood for. He mirrored a lot of my personal beliefs about this country. He stood for them. He advocated for them. He got us where we needed to be, and then all of a sudden, he got yanked, and look who walked into office, and look at what it's done to this country. Most of what I hear from people with whom I interact is a tremendous loss uh, of confidence in the government, loss of an understanding as to what happened to this Bill of Rights thing. What happened to my right to autonomy? What happened to my right to have an opinion? Because if I express my opinion, I'm either a racist or something worse, if there is something worse. And I just can't believe that this country, that so many people have died for, given up so much of themselves for, Tunnel to Towers definitely advocates for those people as well. But it's really important to understand that you do have people out there who believe the same things you do, and they need to know you're out there as well. Find them. Find them wherever it is that you congregate, be it church or wherever, the YWYMCA. But find people who think as you do, and let's make sure that we've got a movement in this country that gets us back to the values upon which this country was in fact built. Is she good? I love it. I'm blessed to have a sister-in-law like that instead of <laughs> some, <laughs> some sister-in-laws I could have. I only have one, and her name is Connie. And, you know, in keeping with this wonderful holiday, you don't need Thanksgiving to give thanks, but the gratitude that we feel. For ha I'll, I'll tell you a story. I don't know if I told you this, Connie. Um, it's just something that stays with me a lot. My father, may he rest in peace, when I was still quite young, I may have been in grade school. My father wasn't one either to mince words. He was very much, had an in-your-face honesty about life. And he said to me once, and it seemed to be out of nowhere, and because he was so adamant about it, I never forgot it. He looked at me and he said, you don't know how lucky you are to live in the United States of America. He said that because he had served in the war, in World War II. He did enough traveling to know what countries around the world were like. And a guarantee of individual liberty and free speech, freedom of religion, freedom of the press was not a given. It's not a given in Canada. And as you see in, in uh, Australia and in Austria, all these A countries and, and countries all over, we're seeing that it, it can be taken away so easily. And uh, we're at the forefront of that. We're the biggest don domino that we cannot have to fall. Uh, we have about a minute, so we're going to wrap up this family discussion here on the day after Thanksgiving. And I hope 
that you have these or are having these kinds of conversations in your family. Every situation is different. There's some people you can't have conversations like this with. Uh, but everybody has a sphere of influence. Everybody knows more people and has more influence than they believe that they have. And if ever there was a time to think bigger than yourself, to think about the survival of liberty all across the free world, it's now. And so thank you for listening. We have one more segment coming up. We're not done yet. We're going to do another segment and close out the show with my sister-in-law. I'm so happy to have her as a sister-in-law. Connie, we will be right back. Karen Cataline on a special edition of Spouting Off on and Thanksgiving 2021. You're listening to Spouting Off with Karen Cataline. Are you among the millions of Americans who feel uncertain when it comes to their health care? We are happy to inform you that there is a solution, and that solution is Liberty HealthShare. It's a community of like-minded people who work together to pay for their medical costs. You choose your doctor and hospital, starting at $107 a month for a single, up to $449 a month for a family. That's mom, dad, and all kids. For more info, visit libertyhealthshare.org. That's libertyhealthshare.org. And now, more Spouting Off with Karen Cataline. Welcome back to Spouting Off. We are, I am enjoying so much having my sister-in-law, Connie, as a guest on this show. I also wanted to say very briefly, I'm so blessed and fortunate to do Spouting Off in a variety of settings. I do it. Uh, in Nashua, New Hampshire, every Tuesday and Thursday, shameless plug, uh, uh, at 12 noon Central and 1 p.m. Eastern, Tuesdays and Thursdays, Fridays at 2 p.m. Eastern uh, in this edition. And then I do a whole lot of other radio. Point being, I get to talk to lots of smart pundits and many whom, with whom I disagree. But I love the opportunity to talk to, uh, and this is not a pejorative, everyday people. People who live it, who watch it, who know that these pronouncements, these edicts, these mandates will affect them and their lives personally as they do affect me and my life personally. It's the everyday people that need more of a voice. That's one of the reasons why I love doing this show live. We tape it live whenever we can. But uh, spouting off all three episodes are live broadcasts. You may listen to it after the fact, but we tape it and we do it live. And so I encourage you to call into talk radio and to have a bigger, louder voice than maybe you ever have before. Uh, nobody has the thumbprint personality that you do. You're a unique individual and uh, so, so very important. In our last segment, we are going to talk about, in our last segment, we're going to talk a little bit about something that happened almost immediately when Biden was uh, got into power and whomevers, I call them the whomevers that are telling them what to do. All of a sudden, not only was there no wall, they hate that wall, but there's no borders, no borders, no language, no 
culture. You know, that's what makes a country, borders, language, and culture. And we've had completely open, porous borders on the southern border. It doesn't matter to them who comes into our country. And, uh, Connie, you have some thoughts about this, and I want you to just go to town and uh, tell us what you think. I found it rather entertaining that two walls uh, recently have been erected, one around, I understand, Biden's beach home, and the other around the um, where Congress gets together and where the January 6th episode, as I shall refer to it, occurred. And yet walls don't work. Walls aren't superfluous. They, why do we have walls? And so what the Biden administration decided, or whoever they are, was that uh, the entire um, concept that uh, Trump put into place and had going quite well of building a wall was going to be disposed of, and uh, along with a pipeline. But what are we supposed to do if we don't have boundaries? We tell people in therapy that boundaries for them as an individual are extremely important. Do we not also acknowledge that boundaries as a nation are important? And that while we do welcome people to come in from other countries, other places, definitely come in, but come in legally. Come in and do it the right way as, oh, so many have done before you. And that we respect that. And I think it's wonderful to want to come to America. I'm glad to be an American. I can understand people wanting to come here. But borders work. Walls work. Um, I believe in protecting our former presidents, even when Mr. Biden becomes a former president. But I don't understand why he gets a wall and we as a country don't. And it's extremely frustrating to me because where are all of these people going that are being flown into all of our states And what's happening to them when they get there? Our governors don't even know they're coming. The cities, the city government doesn't know they're coming. The schools don't know they're coming. Could you try to get your child into school without letting the school know that your child needs to be enrolled and has to get in there and with all the paperwork you've got to fill out? So I just, if I have anything that's a chip on my shoulder, that's one of them. Yeah, and you're not alone, Connie. Uh, I think... There are so many people who have been bullied and intimidated into not talking about this and so many other things because it's racist, it's racist, it's racist, it's xenophobic, it's homophobic, it's phobic, phobic, phobic. A phobia, as we in the mental health profession know and everybody else does now, is an unwarranted, exaggerated fear of something for which there is not a lot of observable danger. It would be like saying, we know that that this is merely being used to shut down people's opinions so they will just sit down and shut up. We've said that a lot. It is essential. Uh, Another mental health thing I want to get your comment on, since I, you know, I don't rarely get, I rarely get to talk to people with a professional mental health background, it's not only borders. I almost wrote a book about this, but I just didn't have the time. Boundaries. It is a boundary between one country and another. The left, in trying to destroy this country, wants to erase boundaries. Erase boundaries between individuals and their government. Erase boundaries. Boundaries between one country and another. Erase 
boundaries between parents and children, between school and child, all that. Go for but it. we're building boundaries between the races. We're building walls between the races. And I don't understand that. You know, I've, I've heard so many people um, quote Dr. Martin Luther King, and it's the character of an individual that should determine what we feel and how we interact with that individual. And yet we talk about no borders, no boundaries, but yet here within our own country, we're building walls between one another. It makes no sense to me. Yeah. So I think we've come full circle about the discernment that is required to have boundaries in the rule of law on the one hand, but not runaway government power and manipulation and control on the other. Uh, we are going to wrap it up now, but I just want to publicly thank you for uh, being willing to come on the air. I mean, there's a lot of people who won't be. You can see that she's not afraid to express her opinion, and, and God love her for doing so because it is everybody's not only right but in this case, when, when America and its founding is under attack as it is, it's almost our duty to. Responsibility. Go for it. <laughs> she sounds like she's right outside the door here. I still have a minute and a half. Is there anything else, Connie, that you'd like to say before we wrap this baby up? Thank you for putting up with me. Thank you for putting up with my brother. I love having you as my sill, and I hope we have so many more years to enjoy Thanksgiving together. Oh, God willing. I'm telling you, my husband, as you know, I, I always joke that he's, when I say he's HW, nobody knows what HW means. I do. He does. You do. HW, the guy with an IQ greater than that of a small soap dish, that's just his self-effacing way of saying uh, he's a self-effacer, but to have these two intellects, uh, both of them, just the three of us, <laughs> well, what's that old joke about, uh, the most intelligent person in the room with the exception of when Thomas Jefferson dined alone. <laughs> but also please know that we do get on each other's nerves and we do have our spats, <laughs> but we do it lovingly. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we got to do. I don't know. Can we do that with the left? I don't know. There's so many different flavors of leftists. If they can get on a bandwagon, they can get off a bandwagon. You know what I mean? Anyway, that about does it for us on this day. On this holiday season we are embarking upon, I wish you a good wrap-up of Thanksgiving. God love the nuclear family or whatever family you have. And God love Thanksgiving, New Year's, Christmas, and the 4th of July, let us never, ever get rid of them. That would be cultural misappropriation, wouldn't it? All right, we'll be back next week. I got guests already figured out for next week. So do join us Friday next week for more when there will be oh so much more to spout off about. And thank you, Doug, my producer. He's the best here on Spouting Off.